Cause this is a night folks are giving away So many good things to eat Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and joining me for this very spooky Christmas time episode is the ever-quotable Jay. And I would have got away for her too if it wasn't for those kids. It's not an exact quote from this episode, nope, but... that's terrible. Uh, generically enough is, is good. Whatever, that's... Why raise no. the bar for our podcast when we can just generically shove it inside you? Speaking of shoving it inside you, the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth, is also here. With no lube. No no lube, none at all? Nope. Not even no. like some hazelnut flavored lube? No, but I just want to go in dry today. Oh, ouch. That sounds all uncomfortable right. just for everyone. Well, if you, if you could feel how bad my back is hurting at this current moment, you'd be uncomfortable. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. I'll take. Did you do something to hurt your back specifically, or I fell asleep on the fucking couch last night. Oh. Oh. Okay. That that can do it. Um. Well. Uh. Regardless of Kenneth's back pain and uh Jay's generic quote and my inability to do anything special, we have our Christmas episode, and uh, we like always will be doing Halloween specials, but this year. We're stepping away from sitcoms and bringing in the cartoons. And to make it extra special, we added an extra. Instead of three, we are doing four. I don't oh, know shit. why I literally did three fingers and then four fingers like y'all could see me because this is a fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Bam. Uh, so without further ado, um, but well, I guess uh, has anyone started watching Christmas movies yet? No, I'm off tomorrow, and I think I'm far enough into the season that I can throw on some Santa sleigh and uh, maybe some Gremlins. We'll Dude, see, been, see how I feel. I've been watching these shit out of Christmas movies. I've been I've been getting a fair amount in. Uh, I know me and Kenneth talked about some of the ones we watched. Uh, so real quickly, I, just so people can say, "Oh, Jerry, you did something slightly Christmassy during Christmas." Let's just go around and say what our favorite Christmas horror movie is and our favorite uh, regular Christmas movie is. Uh, so, uh, Jay, what is your favorite Christmas horror movie? I, it's got to be Santa's Slay because of how fucking ridiculous it is. I don't know if you either of you have seen it, but it's Bill Goldberg as Santa who's had to deliver gifts to be nice because of a curse and now that curse is over with and he's able to be go back to killing so he shows up in the small town and just starts killing and mm-hmm. it's absolutely hilarious it's like tongue-in-cheek humor it's not meant to be taken itself seriously the opening of the movie is him coming down a chimney and killing a family that's comprised of chris Catan and fran drescher <laughs> <laughs> well that's a perfect match to fucking murder <laughs> Yeah, Fucking, I really, I want to see this now. It's so good, it's so funny, and I, I love it. Um, I finally picked up a copy of it. I think it was last year or the year before. I was able to to pick up a copy of it. It's only on DVD, but I love it. So, funny thing about Goldberg, uh, there uh is a theory about uh the death of Chris Benoit that involves Goldberg, and it's because people think Chris Benoit was speaking about speaking out about how. Uh, wrestlers like Goldberg who are not actually talented at wrestling 
and just rely on their their gimmick that they never lose, kind of like him and Brock Lesnar and shit. Uh, but for Goldberg, it's this uh, symbol of Jewish power and the Jewish overlords. Uh, didn't like Chris Benoit talking about that, so they murdered Chris Benoit's family and made it look like he killed himself also. Oh, my Lord. That's terrible. Yeah. I just thought I'd share that. Uh, but speaking of uh, good things, uh, so what's your favorite non-Christmas horror movie? Wait, my favorite Christmas movie that's not horror? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what are you Did I say that weird? wrong or something? Yeah, you said your, your favorite, your favorite non-Christmas horror movie. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, Dude, that's uh, a pretty long conversation right there. Wow. <laughs> Fuck me. So, no, well, I could. I could talk for hours on The Matrix, and Jerry would just get upset with each word that I said. Um, but my favorite non-horror Christmas movie is probably Die Hard. And if you won't let me say Die Hard, then... You can say uh, Die Hard. Die Hard is... As long as everyone agrees that Jaws of Revenge is a Christmas movie, then Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'll have to take your word for it. I don't remember Jaws. I agreed with you the other day. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we move on to Kenneth. Kenneth, what's your favorite horror Christmas movie? It's gotta be Krampus, man. Krampus you know what? is good. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. My favorite Christmas horror movie is also Krampus. Krampus is so fucking good. It, I love it. It is a beautiful movie. It's Honestly, it's my favorite Christmas movie, period. But it's specifically my favorite Christmas horror movie. Uh, it, it has everything you want in a Christmas horror movie. It's funny. It's got really creepy shit in it. It's got good deaths. It's fucking got good acting. It's got a great story. And it reminds you of Christmas. Really too. The way I look at Krampus is I think Krampus is Christmas vacation with the Krampus legend put in it. Kind of, yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's what you makes know, it so good. You know what? Maybe I'm going to go watch Krampus later. You that's should. What, I already what watched it. it. So good, though. We should do a summer episode, since we're not allowed to do Christmas movies at Christmas, of Santa Slay and Krampus. We had discussed that. Jerry and I had actually discussed like doing something during the summer with Christmas movies. I'm down. Uh, Kenneth, I'm down. what's your favorite non-horror Christmas movie? I said it right that there time, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this one is debatable. Um, on whether it, it, my favorite Christmas movie comes from my favorite Christmas story, and it's pretty much any version of it, which is a Christmas Carol, and and it's debatable on whether it's horror because it's got horror elements in it, but I think essentially it's just a Christmas movie because the end of it ends up coming out, you know, beautiful things, you know what I'm saying, happiness and everybody loves each other and blah blah blah. So, but to me, that's my favorite. Christmas movie slash Christmas story, and you can and you can use pretty much anyone. The Jim Carrey version, Scrooge, um, the the one with Patrick Stewart in it that came out with uh, from TNT. That actually happens to be my favorite of them. Wasn't that a play, or was yeah. that a movie? It's a, a, a the one with Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it started off with him as Scrooge in a play, and then they adapted it to television for TNT. Okay. Yeah. So one thing I did learn uh, a, a fucking two Christmases ago or something. Uh, Watson from Horror Corridor did this really good Christmas episode, um, and he talked about, um, how it used to be tradition that during, uh, Christmas, during winter, you actually told ghost stories. It was, it was a tradition. I don't know why we stopped doing it, but it was a a tradition, and that's why Christmas Carol, 
um, is so big is because it was the biggest of the ghost stories. Huh. Um, I have to go and listen to that episode. There's some of Watson's episodes that I haven't listened to, and I should, because uh, I think that dude is just very underrated. He really does like. He does things with his mouth and voice and brain that John Hughes couldn't weird science a Watson if he tried. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I don't know what it is about him, but damn, you know, just every time he talks, I want to come in his throat. One hundred percent, I agree. Yeah. All over his short face. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I'll bullshit aside. Watson's very he, horror corridor is very underrated. It's a damn good, damn good podcast. One, I 100% agree. Uh, so, my favorite Christmas horror movie is Krampus. Um, though, since he, since Kenneth said it, I will give a shout out to Better Watch Out. Kenneth hasn't seen it, so I can't say too much about it. But Better Watch Out is one of the better movies that came out in 2017, period. It yes. is fucking amazing. It, it's, it's a game changer. It turns everything on its head. And you can actually hear me review it. On a episode that comes out, I think it should it should already be out by the time this episode drops. Uh, it's on Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. You just heard Paul come over from that show to do Jerry Hates Action with us on uh, The Predator and Top Gun. Go check that out if you didn't listen to it. Um, but I reviewed Better Watch Out with him over there. And uh, I was not a part of it, but they did interview the director. So check that shit out. Uh, check out Better Watch Out. You will not be disappointed. It is one of... The best movies of 2017 for horror, and it's, it's also fucking... one of the best home invasion movies too. Kind of, sorta, yeah. Um, it's it's fantastic. Um, favorite non Christmas is a little bit harder for me because I I don't really have one up until recently over the past couple of years. Have I started actually getting into them? Um, but I do have to say there I'm gonna choose uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and here's why. It's the best representation of the generic Christmas movie, which is family gets together and one part of that family is just a super, just wants a really good Christmas, but every part of their family is just assholes. Like, literally everyone there is just a bunch of assholes. I don't know what it is, but that, but that's it. And Christmas Vacation is a, is a great example of that. Whether it's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, uh, Christmas with the Crimps could be kind of counted, depending on how you look at it. But with the Cranks, Cranks, yeah, that one. <laughs> I don't know why I said Crimps. I don't know. I woke up at seven a.m. today, which to most people is not a big deal, but for me it is. Um, so my mind's, you know, got that holiday not, working, man. I'm not so good with the talky talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> words, uh, words be hard. Ye know. <laughs> elves be tripping anyway uh so yeah it's it's fucking christmas and i love it and my cat snuck into my office and he's got Aww, his claws in my back as he headbutts me in the back of the head because he wants attention but i'm trying to record a podcast cast bass you gotta calm the fuck down and just go to sleep i will say yeah you mentioned it already but home alone is another one of my another one of my favorites i really love home alone that's a really good movie that's I like another Home Alone good home movie. <laughs> one and two. Uh, they're they're basically the same movie, but I fucking love them. They are really good. Yeah, uh, but see, the sec- the cool thing about the second one is the second one made you when the when the movie came out, it made you want cool shit. 
You know, like, uh, I always wanted the green fucking slime shit that he had. In the second one, you know, when he got, that he got. Oh, yeah, the, the monster tube thing? I had a yeah. talk boy. I'm sure you did. I actually I did have a talk Christmas. boy. Yeah. I did have one of those. I think I I'm the only person the, that I didn't have one. the hell out of that. But, yeah, I always wanted the green, the green monster slime. I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome. I always wanted that stuff. But, of course, there's, it, there is one Christmas movie that I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in hating, and that's Elf. Fuck that movie. It can go fuck I, itself. I think it's funny. I, I do not mind. have a love for it that the way like the rest of the world seems to, though. Like I said, it's one of the uh, one of the few instances where I watch Will Ferrell and I can tolerate it. I love Will Ferrell in general. All right, well, fair enough. There's some Christmas talk. Now it's time to get into the big shebang. Yeah. All right, so like we said, we've got four Halloween cartoon specials for this Christmas episode. Um, if you want to hear Christmas horror, there are tons of podcasts out there doing it. Go check them out. I, I'm sure that uh, there's going to be some good ones. I'm personally looking forward to the Who Will Survive Horror podcast one. But, of course, everyone should be dropping some kind of Christmas show. Oh, shout out to... Uh, the podcast by the cemetery because they're doing a kaiju christmas episode and i'm fucking stoked for that uh are there christmas episodes of ultraman i don't know to be honest with you but I, they're it's just doing kaiju <laughs> movies they're just doing godzilla they're doing like three godzilla movies no i figured i was just it was it just made me curious yeah speaking of kaiju days of the dead man yeah hey if you're going to uh days of the dead atlanta at the end of january Kenneth and I will be there. We don't know if it's going to be all three days, two days, one day, or what. We're shooting for all three days. So if you're there, please hit us up. We want to hang out with you. Uh, let's talk fucking horror. Let's stand in line together and act like we're friends so that we're less lonely. Yeah. Um, I wish I could be there. We wish you could be here too. And unfortunately, we would give you money to come do it. But instead, we're going to give... Uh, other people at the convention are money. That's a good move, though. It really is. It's, hey, it's the lineup. I'll the send lineup. stuff to get signed with you. You and should. It'll be like I'm there in spirit. Because the lineup just keeps getting better and better, man. Yeah. Like, I showed Jerry one the other day, and he was really excited. Yeah, the guy who played uh, the, the suit actor for Godzilla and Godzilla 2000 is going to be there. And, oh, shit. Uh, the guy who played Ultraman uh, in a lot of the original Ultraman stuff is going to be there. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, pretty fucking excited about it. Gonna continue to get more VHSs signed. Yo, I'm gonna throw this out to uh, the uh, uh, group, to everyone. So, the big star of the show is Clive Barker. Clive Barker mm-hmm. is going to be there. And, uh, you know, I like to get v- VHSs signed. But with Clive Barker there and Doug Bradley being there, I thought... Should I get a laser disc signed? Wouldn't it be dope to get a fucking Hellraiser laser disc signed? Well, there are three different Hellraiser laser discs out in America, and they range in price. Uh, there's basically one where it's got the Hellraiser standard image of Pinhead standing where with a cube right in the middle, and then what looks like uh, the disc going around on each side. That's the cheapest. There's also one where it's the same thing except the Hellraiser image is all the way pushed to one side and then the other side is the disc. And then there's one where it's a full, the entire front is the Hellraiser picture. 
but that one can go uh, for upwards to $60 to $80. So help me decide. Do I get the cheaper laser disc and get that signed by Clive Barker and Doug Bradley, or do I continue my tradition, just get the VHS of Hellraiser and get that signed by uh, Clive and Doug? What, uh, Jay, what do you think? Um, I say, I don't know, man. Because I would good just answer. get the Blu-ray signed. I don't, I don't, I... Go with your heart. Okay, <laughs> terrible fucking answer. Uh, yeah. You might as well be an evangelist. Uh, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If you do not have the ability to get the one that's full cover, I would go with the VHS. Okay, yeah. I we'll see what happens, but as of like the first of January, I have to order whatever I'm going to order. So I'll probably put out some feelers in the Laserdisc group, see what's up. But other than that, I gotta I gotta have stuff rock and roll. I gotta pre-plan this shit. Um, so we'll we'll fucking we'll see. Um, so yeah, if you're at Days of the Dead Atlanta, come fucking hang out with me and Kenneth. We'll be there, and it'll be great. And I don't know. Maybe there will be touching. Who knows? Yeah, between um, me and Jerry. Well, that doesn't need a who knows. There will be touching. <laughs> uh, a lot of it. Uh, how else do you fucking deal with a four and a half hour car ride? I mean, the biggest thing you're going to have to deal with is when I get in Clive Barker's presence and I start acting like a little girl. You are going to fangirl so hard. Dude. Or I won't be able to speak. I'll, I'll speak I mean, for dude, you. Dude, I'll this just, is I'll come up and I'll such a big thing and I'll and, and and I'll look at you and I'll go, "Don't speak. I'll tell him what you're feeling." <laughs> hey man, like I said, this is a big thing. I don't care if he's a dick. I don't care if he's the sweetest guy. In the world. It don't matter to me. This is a big, big, big thing for me. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Yeah, when Kenneth, when Kenneth called me, he was so excited for for it, and he was like, "You have to come," and I'm like, "I can't come. I've got no money. Shit's rough right now." And he was like, go fuck yourself, you're coming. So, he's buying my tickets and I'm going. And he's going to pick me up and everything. So, uh, golf clap for Kenneth. I don't know if they can hear my golf clap. I'm actually just jacking off. But Oh, yes. I'm actually trying to get it to where I can get a group of people to buy tickets. Because, you know, uh, the, more, the more people you get, the cheaper the tickets are. So, I'm actually trying to get a group of people to buy tickets. Some friends of mine from down here that are all planning on going. Because, I mean, you can get the uh, the weekend passes. The more people you get, you can get them down to like 50 bucks. Damn, we need to get on that. Who's going two days of the Atlanta? Join in with us. Let's get cheaper tickets. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying my best because the more the less money we spend on tickets, the more money we can spend buying shit. Yeah, for real. And if you've got uh, autographs from Clive Barker, uh, can you tell me how much he charges? I'm expecting $50 an autograph, to be honest. Uh, uh, dude, if he goes and he pulls the Matthew Lillard route, dude, I think Matthew Lillard's autograph for like 75 okay. 80 bucks. To be fair, though, Matthew Lillard played Scooby-Doo. I mean, Clive Barker can't do that. I mean, he played Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, and Clive Barker can't do that. I don't care, That dude. takes talent. Yeah, but... Clive Barker just wrote some fucking books. He didn't... Yeah. He wasn't Shaggy. Ve- vegetarian Shaggy at that. <laughs> Uh, okay, enough of this nonsense. Uh, we've been babbling on for too long. It's time to fucking talk 
cartoons. And um, the inspiration for this was Kenneth. Kenneth loves cartoons. Uh, last time I was over at his house, I want to say, if it wasn't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon playing, it was Looney Tunes. Um, so I, I was like, Kenneth, let's do cartoons for Christmas. And he was like, hell yeah. And then we told Jay, and Jay was like, hell yeah. And uh, that's what we're doing. So in honor of that, we are starting off with a fucking bang. We are going to start off with one of Kenneth's all-time favorites. That's right, Garfield's Halloween Adventure, originally titled Garfield in Disguise. It was a 1985 American animated television special based on the Garfield comic strip. Well, thank you, Wikipedia. Fucking duh. Um... Anyway, now in '85, '85. But and I feel like I watched the Garfield cartoon growing up. I mean, what year were you born? '84. Okay, you then probably did watch it, growing up, watch it growing up, unless you remember things from. But that the means first it was still years. on in the '90s. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it came on every year for a good long time, man. I meant the sh- the the show itself. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, dude! Oh yeah! That I shit watched. went in syndication. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I mean, I was born a year before you, and I watched that shit, the TV show growing up. Damn, I, I probably up in my early teens, because I love cartoons. Yeah. I love cartoons, too. So, it originally came out on CBS October 30th, 1985, um, and it won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. Really? And there is an illustrated children's book adaptation. Ad- <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was re-aired a fucking lot. So, let's kick it off by going to Kenneth. Kenneth, explain to us why you love Gar- the Garfield Halloween special. I think the biggest reason why I like it is because obviously it's Garfield. And Garfield, um, Garfield's like an American comic strip icon. Everybody in America through the 80s and 90s Garfield. I mean, it was everywhere. I mean, hell, you couldn't ride down the road during that time period without seeing Garfield, a plush Garfield stuck in somebody's window. You know, so Garfield was everywhere. And then on top of that, this this particular uh, this particular show, uh, I, it came on every Halloween when I was a kid. And also, it was this one was actually kind of really spooky for a cartoon. I mean, you got the you got Garfield wanting to go out and get all the candy, obviously, which he would because he's a fat ass cat. But you know, he goes out and then he gets caught up with this really scary looking dude that tells him this this old legend about pirates. And then you see these awesome, awesomely animated pirate ghosts, and they just they come out and they're actually kind of scary looking for a kid. And then, damn. You know, the whole the Garfield almost losing his damn his candy and all the other stuff. I mean, so it was just fantastic. It was fun to watch. It's still fun to watch now, you know. And I think the animation on the pirates is probably my favorite thing. I mean, they just look wicked as fuck. Yeah, they do. They have this scratch look to them. Yeah. That looks really fucking awesome. Uh, Jay, what? Yes. What were your feelings on the Garfield Halloween special? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I love sarcastic cats that hate Mondays and enjoy lasagna. So this was right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would, let's see, it's probably, I'd put it second. Out of all four that we watched, I'd put it second. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was funny. 
the animation was really good, as older animation tends to be. Uh, I thought the old dude uh, pirate ghost thing was actually pretty creepy. Uh, was that... Who did the voice for the pirate ghost guy? The old guy that they uh, run into? Let me look. Because he sounded super familiar. Uh, C. Lindsay Workman. Uh, never mind. I guess it's just... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was trying to do somewhat of a Karloff. Uh, just one of them voices, I guess. Impersonation. Um... Yeah, fair enough, though. Uh, yeah, I agree. This was really good. A uh, few notes. Uh, yo, Binky the Clown is a dick. <laughs> yeah, you told is. children if they don't do jumping jacks, they will become worthless. Mm-hmm. What are you, a gym teacher? Jesus. Hey, man, that's what, that's what it was like back then. Uh, also, uh, Garfield at one point said he could dress up as a slave. Don't do that, Garfield. Uh, also, would it be racist for a cat to do blackface? Like, I don't know. if a cat dressed up as a, if Garfield dressed up as a like typical black cat of for Halloween, like he does in the thing, a scary black cat, is that racist? No. no. Although I did think it, I did want to know why he would dress up as a cat when he's already a cat. I, 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 I don't know, but I was just like, I, that feels slightly <laughs> Because it's a Halloween me. cat. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But he's yeah. like, I can dress up as a big black cat. I'm like, you're already a cat. Yeah. So in things I learned from Garfield, if you threaten old ladies, they will give you more candy. <laughs> uh, never tell a dog to put out the oars because they will literally throw the oars into the water. Yep. Um, also, I found it odd when um, a house pet says it wants its mommy or daddy just because typically they're taken away from the mommy or daddies when they're so young they they barely remember it. Shouldn't they say, like, I want my owner or something? Yeah. I want my human. Yeah. That's true. I want my human. Um, uh, the old dude was a cabin boy. I love the movie Cabin Boy. Not really related, just felt like throwing that in there. Uh. <laughs> He's also a dick because he basically sets them up to die, steals their boat. Um, but this movie actually kind of reminds me of John Carpenter's The Fog. <laughs> I can see that. Because it has pirate ghosts in it? Pirate ghosts. It's got fog. It's got it's got uh, treasure. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I also want to talk about how uh, much they got away with because they talk like straight up killing, like threats of death. Uh, they talk about... Signed in blood. You got to think, man. Nineteen eighty-five, dude. You get away with damn near anything. Cartoons in nineteen eighty-five. Apparently, um, I mean, you could. I can remember shit from uh, th- cartoons that I watched when I was. I mean, I mean, think about this, man. Transformers. Look at what Megatron turned into. Yeah, that's true. Because you go into the nineties and the animated Spider-Man cartoon show couldn't actually say anyone died or was killed. Or you look at the. Uh, American Funimation dub of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Everyone was thrown to another dimension. We know what you fucking meant. Oh man, that yeah. initial dub of Dragon Ball Z is terrible. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, back then, dude, nobody gave a shit. Translation-wise. Yeah, they put whatever the fuck they wanted in, in damn cartoons back then. It's just as time went along. Like, can you, can you imagine now a normal, everyday cartoon coming out and 
uh, fucking car- one of the main cartoon characters turning itself into a pistol. That's yeah, true. That that is not gonna fucking happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, Disney. Uh, when Disney owned Power Rangers, they actually edited out every single bullet of the uh, the Japanese footage. Yeah. So. Fucking kids with their fucking bullets and guns. How dare they? Uh, but <laughs> so my, wait, wait. My nephew's like super into Power Rangers, right? He's five. Um, and the other day, I take him to school on Thursday morning. He spends the night Wednesday, uh, and I was taking him to school, and he said. Uh, uh, he told me he doesn't have to join the army because he's already really good at fighting bad guys. So he just wants to fight bad guys. There he goes. He could be a vigilante. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. I'm already better than everybody. I'm better than my mom because uh, his he has two moms and they're both in the well. One's retired from the navy. The other one's active duty. But uh, he's like, no, I'm already better at fighting than my moms and cops and the army and like I just want to fight bad guys. Yeah. And that's true. I went to go ask his mom. He had already thrown her into another dimension. <laughs> Bitch was gone. That's the making of a vigilante right there. Woohoo! I know. Drop him off in a crack neighborhood and, and yell Wu-Tang sucks and see what happens. <laughs> that guy's gonna, that, he's going to be Batman, I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, uh, so, but the one thing that I really love about... This Halloween special is it ends on such a happy note because not only do the pirates get their treasure, uh, the uh, Garfield gets his candy. He even gives Odie half the candy. He was only supposed to give Odie one piece. Unfortunately for Odie, he already sorted him and put all the chocolate into Odie's bag. So Odie died. Um, they don't talk Odie. about th- what? I said poor Odie. I know. That's terrible. They don't talk about that. Garfield's actually a really demented son of a bitch. Um, and then, of course, the old man uh, went to his actual job where he does uh, all-night pirate movie festivals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're <laughs> Like, let's go and get on TV and do the exact same thing that I did to these people in person and scared the shit out of them. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty funny. So, all in all... I really enjoyed it. Y'all really enjoyed it. Y- y'all, it's on YouTube. Go fucking watch it. It's a blast. It, it is really funny. is. There's it good is. songs. There's always good songs to Garfield. Yeah. So does anyone have anything else they want to say about the Garfield Halloween special? Uh, I was tickled to learn that the voice actor for Garfield is also the voice actor for Peter Venkman in the Ghostbusters cartoon. Only and Bill Murray for, like, is... One season? The live action Garfield and the live action Peter Venkman. So wasn't that's he cool. only the voice actor for Peter Venkman for like one season though? Don't care. Still counts. And I know so it cool. still counts. I love it personally. I think it's the best Peter Venkman voice, even better than Bill Murray's voice. Don't ask me why, but it is. <laughs> I don't have to explain shit to you. Shut up. Yeah, let's get on. That's okay. The next cartoon. Uh, I then- think. I think. That if you really dig the Garfield Halloween, you should watch all the other Garfield holiday specials. They're really, really good. All of them. I agree. So, the next cartoon we're talking about is The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Yeah! This is the third episode of the second season. It originally aired on October 25th, 1990. And it was a... A lot of people like to say it was inspired by horror comics, like EC horror comics. Um, but it definitely took in a lot, and I mean a fucking lot, 
from movies. Or at least the first one did. Okay, there's three segments in this. We're going to start with the first segment, Bad Dream House. It's literally, you. I said Amityville. It's a mixture of both. Yeah. Because the be ending it. is Poltergeist, but yeah. the walls bleeding and stuff is Amityville. Yo, and but the, the Get Out is Amityville. Yeah, yo, picture this: Simpsons a supernatural crossover. Marge just goes with a Winchester boys and yells at Ghost. <laughs> I'd watch that, and I hate Supernatural. I think we I can't heard, be friends. I, oh wow, wow! I like Supernatural. Uh. Dean is everything that I don't want to be in a male, and yet I really want to be inside that male. Well, that's well, everyone wants to be inside of him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, it's ba- it really is basically Amityville meets Poltergeist. Uh, it starts off very Amityville-ish with them moving into a house they got for dirt fucking cheap. Uh, the house is totally fucking haunted. All this crazy shit happening, but it starts like day one. Uh, then they all they get all uh, wacky where they want to kill each other, which is basically how uh, the uh, DeFeo guy who murdered his whole family said he said voices in the house were telling him to kill his family. Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie DeFeo. Yeah, um, Ronnie James Dio. Which, uh, unfortunately is really the only real thing about the Amityville Horror, is that DeFeo killed his fucking family. Yeah. And then Jay Anson wrote a decent book about a bunch of lies. Sorry, yeah. I said it. Fucking, it's the truth. Fucking deal with it. Yeah, I did a lot of research, and I think uh, Jerry was... Jerry had either done research before me, or we had both got into it at the same time, the research part of it. Because I know Jerry was a big fan of the Amityville book for a while. Jerry and, was actually there for the entire event. So. Uh, I was. I was with Ed and Lorraine Warren when they had their seance months later. And uh, I agree with them. The only reason that people who have moved into the house afterwards have not been spiritually affected is because they're not open because they don't do yoga and eat uh, granola. Oh, that sounds like about some nonsense that Ed and Lorraine um, Warren would spit out. I would have sex with movie. Ronnie DeFeo was open to it because of the acid he was basically doing. <laughs> so, you know, but but that's what it really is. And, uh, yeah, but honestly, the book that Jay Edson wrote is a fun read. It's all it's all horse squabble, which is not a word, much like there was not a haunting. Yeah, basically, he he admits later on. I watched the damn documentary on, it, and he just straight up admitted that he was that it was all fucking the goddamn. Uh, Mr., uh, what's his, what what's the Lutz dad's first name? Uh, fuck. What is his? A Karen and George Lutz. Yeah, that George Lutz is a fraud. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah. So, but this segment but, wasn't but bullshit. Warren was okay. said that it was truly haunted. Yeah, well, that's their whole thing. Of course, they have to say that. Yeah, well, see, you don't understand uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. See, Ed, you can't fully understand him unless you uh, truly come from a deep Catholic upbringing like he did. And if you don't understand his faith and uh, how blessed he was because the exorcist came out and made Catholics the number one uh 
spiritual fighters against the devil that would now obviously sweep the nation just like it swept uh, poor little Reagan. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are here to protect you now. Yeah, the only reason why I'm not on Ed Warren's level is because I'm not into fucking goddamn telling people a whole bunch of bullshit to make money. I am, but... I that's not, that's the reason why. You know, I've got a little bit more integrity than that. Fucking douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, this this <laughs> Bad Dream House, it was pretty cool. Um, but basically, yeah, it, it's Amityville meets Poltergeist. And, yeah, but uh, the ending is where it's funny. It's like, are you afraid to open up? Is that why you're trying to get rid of us? <laughs> I don't know. I will say that was like the best twist ever. It actually slightly reminded me of that episode of the real Ghostbusters we did. Right. Where, where the the house was haunted. The candy house? Uh yeah, the one with the lions on the front. Yeah, that was delicious. Yeah. Uh so yeah, you all in all, I thought it was pretty good. Um I I just don't have much to say about it because it's literally just Amityville meets poltergeist. I didn't feel so, like it was very original. Oh, so did you pay the, attention? So here's the thing. Oh. These Halloween, these tree houses of horror are not meant to be original ideas. They're parodies of horror movies and cliches and tropes. And that's what's funny about them. Did There's you pay attention years. to what was written on the headstones for the burial ground? Yes. Tonto, Sitting Bull. It was just like all famous Indians. <laughs> Sacagawea was there. Uh, Native American Jay? Jesus. Dude. No. All that shit was down. Oh, there was one. Oh, it, it was like, uh, I, I, damn, I can't remember. Because I know Geronimo was down there. Yeah. And I can't remember the other one, but it was like the other headstone said not that that Native. I can't remember what it was. It may have was, been Tonto. And was, I think the other one said not Tonto. Was Chief Woodenhead down there? No, I don't know. I don't. Think I give so. this. I give this segment a zero for not representing Chief Woodenhead. Uh-huh. Dude, if that had been down there, that would it would have turned the Sim- that that Simpsons episode into one of the greatest fucking episodes ever. For real. Um, but yeah, the house ends up destroying itself because it doesn't want to live with the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, a- funny ending, and I do really like Marge uh, yelling at the house. That was pretty fucking funny. Um, but the second skit is the best out of all of them. And it is called Hungry Are the Damned. And basically it is about aliens who come up and pick up the Simpsons uh, to take them to their planet. And uh, they keep feeding them food. The aliens are drooling a lot. They keep making a lot of uh, comments that make it sound like they're going to eat the Simpsons. Which Lisa's the only one who catches on for it. So while everyone else is uh, complaining that they can't watch HBO and uh, that would cost extra. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and playing Pong. That that joke was just the funniest joke to me in the world. <laughs> we have digitized your game that you call table tennis. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've had that for years. Oh, well, have you done interdimensional uh, space travel? No. OK, yeah. shut the fuck up. We did build a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, and and to me, this is also like the, literally the most original, like of the three segments, just because you're like, oh my God, they're going to eat the Simpsons. That's what's going to, that's the funny part. 
But then they totally change that twist. And when Lisa accuses them of trying to eat them, they actually revealed that, uh, no, they were going to give them pleasure beyond pleasure. They were going to have enjoyable uh, times. Oh, my God. They were Cenobites. <laughs> Maybe Such not. sights to show no, you. There was no pain. I don't know. I the, the emotion that you call love a hundred times or ten times. Or whatever. Angels to some, ones. demons to others. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, Pinhead never shows up to me and is like, I got these baby back ribs. You want to eat these while I shove hooks in your dick? Yeah. <laughs> never fucking happens to me. What That's the true. fuck? I'm trying to hang out with these aliens. Um. So then they drop, they drop the Simpsons back off after Lisa accuses them. And uh, basically, Marge is like, Lisa, you're a jerk and you're judgmental. See, this is why we say you're too smart for your own good. <laughs> yeah, this was fucking so funny to me. It was such a good creative twist. It is. It's very clever. It, it was my favorite segment of the three. There's more space dust. <laughs> 40. <laughs> 44 humans. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um... Does anyone have anything else they want to say about that segment? No, you pretty much nailed it. It was uh, very funny. Uh, So let's go. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. What did you say? I don't know what he said. I said spice is life. The spice must flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third segment is (laughs) the Raven, and it's literally just a retelling of the Raven for the Simpsons. It is amusing. I didn't care for it. Yeah, oh, I but mean, it's got the, the the funny part is though. So it is just a retelling of the Raven, but it's got Homer interrupting it, being Homer, and that's the funny part. But to me, it wasn't him being Homer. It was literally him just reciting the lines he was supposed to recite while running around a little bit. Mm. I would have been funnier if he was like saying the wrong lines or something like that. I just didn't really. I don't know. I just thought they didn't. Hey, it's probably the most uh, faithful adaptation of The Raven ever done. <laughs> I fucking love The Raven, too. That's all right. I'm a Telltale Heart kind of guy. That's a good one. I, yeah. That I like both. Too. Did y'all ever see that movie, The Raven, with John Cusack in it? Yes. Yes, I like it. That was actually pretty damn good. It was yeah. good. I dug it. I don't it. know how accurate it is, but it was good. Nah, probably not accurate at all, because why would uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, be solving crimes? Well, he was was drunk. Wouldn't you? Jacking off to fucking dead 14-year-old girls. (laughs) Wait, that's my Saturday night, so... Oh, my bad. Um, (laughs) What did I tell you about ragging on Jay's personal life? I know, I know I'm supposed to stop... But I can't help it. You're not supposed to do that, Jay, and you need to stop fucking sending me pictures of you doing it. Yes, that tombstone is very nice, and I understand that it took you an hour to dig that grave, okay? I don't want to see it. I don't care how much you think you look like Ed Gein. It's not. I don't. No, just stop, Jay. God damn it. You can keep sending me the pictures, Jay. <laughs> I've got this sweet, hardbound, uh, complete work. We're talking about him <laughs> digging up corpses, and he's yeah. talking about his sweet, hardbound. Corpses yeah. ain't the only thing he's digging up, ladies. 
Uh, oh, I can't wait till they arrest Jay. I am the only fucker here. They're going to arrest Jay and be like, he he beat the butcher of Plainfield's record. He had he had 23 vaginas in a box. <laughs> yes. Only 23? Uh, Ed Gein only had like that. 16. So 23 is pretty good. Beat Ed Gein's number. And beat mine. <sighs> uh, yeah, so uh, that was the first treehouse of horror, of terror, of suspense, of thrills, of The Simpsons. Um, yeah, they get really good, too. There's the, the Shining skit where they make fun of The Shining is really good. Um, they do a killer doll one that's really good because it's, it's all the punchline. The punchline at the end is what's funny. Like uh, the killer doll one, they call it a technician because it's like a robotic crusty doll. And goes, oh, here's your problem. This doll was set to kill instead of love. And then, like flip the switch. And then the doll's like, oh, I love you. And it gives them all hugs. And then it cuts to like a week later and it's like bringing them drinks and shit. And it's like really worn down and tired because they've been using it as a slave. And it's like smoking a cigarette. It's just fucking hilarious. Well, hopefully in the future, we will dig into more of those. Um. Dolls that bring us drinks and shit? The, yeah, the doll will bring us drinks. That's what we're going to dig in deep into? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay, did you say this was your favorite out of the four? Yeah, because The Simpsons is my favorite show out of the four. Oh, so it's okay. just kind of like by default. Well, uh, with that being said, we go into our next one. And I'll just off the back say this is my favorite out of the four. And that's The Headless Horseman of Halloween. It was the fifth episode in the Scooby-Doo slash Dynomutt hour, but later was repackaged as the fifth episode of the first season of the Scooby-Doo show. Mm, I don't like Scooby-Doo. Uh, okay, now I'm with Kenneth. We <laughs> are no longer friends. I just threw my phone. I was so upset right now. Uh, I love Scooby-Doo. I, in my closet... I have a Scooby-Doo that stands about a little bit under my waist that I've had since I was, like, fucking, uh, like, six. Standing up in the closet. I fucking love Scooby-Doo. It was, like, my favorite cartoon as a kid, and I still love it. I love Scrappy. I love Dumb Dumb. I love fucking... Okay, I'm not going to lie. In this episode and probably other episodes, I probably could live without Scooby-Dumb. Everyone can live without Scooby Dumb, but you know what? He's not as annoying as Scrappy Doo. That's true. I don't know. I kind of like Scrappy Doo. But you know what's really annoying? The laugh track. It's a fucking cartoon. That that was going to be the next thing that I brought up. I do not understand why a fucking cartoon has a laugh track. I there don't think another, it's the only one. Doesn't like Flintstones or another older cartoon have a laugh track as well? Yeah, it, uh, there were other cartoons. Like that it had was laugh a thing. Tracks. I just don't understand yeah. it. I don't remember with Flintstones because I haven't watched the Flintstones in so long. But I remember Scooby-Doo episodes not having that. Not all of them do. Uh, the original run didn't. Um, this is not from the original couple of seasons. Uh, ooh. Anyway. I like well, I mean, Scooby-Doo All-Stars. It doesn't take me long Batman to fucking... Batman. Kiss. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Uh, but okay. yeah, it doesn't take me long to not pay attention to the laugh track anymore, but it still was irritating at first, because I'm like, what the fuck? True. I know this wasn't fucking filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> they're like drawing and recording it in front of them, and they're like, ah, that's wrong, it's hilarious. 
So yeah. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so this came out October 9th, 1976 on ABC. Um, and this is about uh, the gang go to Sleepy Hollow for a fucking dope-ass Halloween party. That party was dope. That was a pretty dope Halloween party. Yeah. I bet they had some really good cocaine in the bathrooms. Definitely. Um, but, unfortunately, the headless fucking horseman shows up, and it turns out that uh, the people hosting this party are the descendants of Ichabod Crane. Yep. Uh, Legit, too. That's, yeah, like, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, Shaggy's a vampire. Scooby and Scooby-Dumb. Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Dumb are a horse, which is weird because I'm still trying to figure out how both of them fit in that horse costume. Why didn't they call him Scooby Dome? Because uh, they're not genius writers like you, Jay. <laughs> Hopefully one day we can put you in a time machine so you can go rewrite these things and make history better. I just want to consult on stuff and get paid to do that. Fair enough. Can you imagine how scary it'd be to go back in time like they do in Time Cop? I couldn't do it. Like actual time travel. I'd I'd ruin the world. Something would happen. Is there something particularly scary about how they do it in Time Cop or is it just Yeah, because like you're other... in this machine and you're fucking being hurled at, at the speed of fucking uh, sound, I guess, because I don't think light. they get up to light speed. Light. At a maybe light speed. It at a fucking light. wall. So if the machine fucks up and you don't Dead. go back, yeah, you smash into this wall at basically warp speed. I like Time Cop. I do too. Never the seen second it. One it's got Van Damme in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it on Laserdisc. I'm going to. Oh, that's a Jerry Hates action. Uh, I don't know. Right he there. might like it. That's like, okay. I hate he doesn't have time. to actually hate the movie. I hate time travel movies. Why would you think I would like it? Uh, do, do you? you want, do you want me to spoil an interesting premise? Because it really doesn't spoil the, the the part of the movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about it. I I mean I guess you can spoil it because I I probably wouldn't understand it anyway because I Van Dam does a split. Yeah. Well. Well. In this, <laughs> like, okay, in this particular one, when you go back in time or something like that, you the if you interact with yourself, if you interact with yourself, you cannot touch yourself. Because the same matter cannot exist in the same dimension, so to speak. I, they explain it a little better in this. So if you touch yeah, yourself... Yeah, they would have to say... Because t- you'd still be... In, uh, can't exist in the same space. Therefore, yeah. you can't touch each other because then you would be occupying the exact same space. Right. Right. There you go. Lots. Exactly. Time implodes or yeah. something. And so that's actually yeah, that's a factor a, that, in it. That actually... that There's something else that that actually happens in, and I can't remember what it is. I where like you can't be in the same exact place as yourself because uh, the matter can't exist or some shit. I don't know. I don't get fucking time travel. Um, but either way, the point you that see I was tachyons. making <laughs> is being hurled at that fucking wall would just be scary as shit. Yeah. So let's get back into Scooby Doo. Something actually oh, yeah. worth right. uh, watching. Um. So in this, they tell the story about how the headless Hormis. Headless, blah, 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 blah. headless whore. The, the headless, headless whore, whore that they found in Kenneth's trunk. <laughs> basement, you fuck. Fake news. It was the basement. Get the God details right. My bad. My bad, guys. Uh, I assumed he was still in travel, but I guess he uh, got her home in the front seat. Oh, yeah, that's uh, how I got to roll down the HOV line. 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, I just have a big, uh, uh, vein, uh, fuck, ventriloquism dummy. Why can't I speak tonight? What is? I was about to say, man. Maybe you need some fucking sleep. Jesus, fucking. Uh, okay. Uh, so they talk about the uh, guy getting his uh, head blown off by a cannonball, and they never found his head. Yeah, it was blown to fucking pieces. It didn't just get knocked off like a bowling pin when the ball hit it. It was fucking smashed into a thousand fucking pieces. I don't understand how you don't understand this. That's why they didn't find his fucking head. Here, listen to this cannibal corpse song, and it will explain to you how the head (laughs) gets blown into fucking millions of pieces. Fucking blonde, I swear to God. Yeah, I did like that. That's the part I did like where they were just, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking morbid. Go Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo does that kind of shit, man. Uh, So yeah, uh, the, uh, the nephew believes that the horseman came back because of uh, a diamond necklace that uh, Mrs. Crane has. Um, and I really like when Scooby Dumb wears his Sherlock hat. <laughs> like I said, that's the, that is the biggest thing about this cartoon that I dislike with Scooby Dumb. I just don't like him. I don't like his character. I think the way that they do his stupidity is too over the top. And so it doesn't, it's not amusing to me. Who's his owner? That's the real question. Is this just a sentient, independent dog that can go to parties on his own without an owner? Yes. <laughs> that raises more questions. That's true. Um, but yeah, so did anyone guess that it was the nephew who did it earlier? Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty easy one. But when it did get to uh, the fucking P- the clues... Uh, there's a part where Fred's just like, it all makes sense now. It all connects. And I'm sitting here like, I know who did it. I don't understand how, um, uh, wood chips, uh, a small picture of, uh, nephew Elwood with glue on the back and the ignition key missing and a piece of newspaper talking about a UFO at a, uh, a beauty convention Gives you the clue that you need to go to the fucking airport. At see, all. The, the biggest one for me, the, the biggest one that got me um, was, you know, obviously when you see the headless horseman come running up and it's damn dude's head, you know, there never was a, a, a fucking thought in my mind that there was a head cut off or anything. It's fucking Scooby Doo. All right, that's one. But two, it was when the key was missing out of the car. So you like, actually saw that and was like, okay. Because for me, it was um, when the butler was like, uh, the power the power lines are down and so are the phone lines. Uh, and that, I was see, like, that motherfucker was, said he called. I was watching this when I was driving, so I actually missed that. <laughs> I don't appreciate the disrespect <laughs> that you have given... To Scooby oh, and the gang, including Scooby Dum Dum, to not give them your full attention so you can appreciate the Mozart of cartoons, the the Da Vinci of cartoons. The, Let me put it to the, you this way. Today has been a rough day, a very rough day, and we will discuss the roughness of this day outside of the podcast. So I literally watched this Scooby-Doo episode about... 
30 minutes before we got on here and while I was driving home. The disrespect. Okay. I watched uh, fixing an iPhone if that makes you feel any better. I mean, I, so, uh, but I did. I missed that part. But I figured I was just like, you know, the, the taking the keys out of the car, I was like, yeah. I was like, it's everybody that, you know, actually drives and gets out of a car naturally just fucking takes the keys and either sticks them in your pocket or, in my case, hangs them on your chains. Yeah. So, one of my favorite things about Scooby-Doo shows is the setup to catch the spook. Um, and in this one, they are going to take a parachute and drop down on the airplane to catch uh, the Headless Horseman. But, of course, Scooby falls into the parachute and him and Shaggy go up in the air with the Headless Horseman. And they fly around until it breaks apart. And then, of course, Elwood did it. Um, and that's when they finally revealed that, oh, there was a, a story on the back of the newspaper that talked about Elwood's business being bankrupt. And I'm like, oh, that would have been great information for you to give us fucking 10 minutes ago. That would have completely gave it away, though. I mean, like 100% gave it away. It would have, but I mean, f- like, still... I'm just kind of like, that was important information for my young detective skills. I mean, because I'm not going to lie, some Scooby-Doo episodes, the fucking mysteries are actually pretty damn good. Yeah, some of them are really fucking good. Uh, There's one I really like that involves a shark monster. Of course it does. Uh, But it involves smuggling, and it's it's really fucking good. Uh, But I love Scooby-Doo, and so that's why I was super excited to do a Scooby-Doo episode. I didn't think we'd be able to because I was like, well, I don't know if Scooby does Halloween episodes because, I mean, every episode is a spooky time. Right. So. All right. So I loved it. Kenneth, uh, I guess, was meh about it and Jay was meh, meh about it, which. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the the morbid description of the guy getting his head blown off of the cannonball was cool. But on average, I don't really I don't particularly care for Scooby-Doo in general. I mean, I mean, when it comes to me, there are far better episodes of Scooby-Doo than this one. That's true. I can't argue that that matter. But I do love uh, the Headless Horseman. I uh, That's shown here. I actually do have a toy of the Headless Horseman from the Scooby-Doo episode. That's cool. Um, yep. So, uh, well, with that being said, I guess we will move on to our fourth and final one. And that's the Bugs Bunny Howl Oween special. Uh, Believe it or not, this is actually my least favorite. Uh, you know, I think I might uh understand. Now it's something time about for me that. to leave. Bye. Uh, well, no, no, there, there's things for it. But before we get into that, so uh, this one uh premiered on CBS uh, October 26th, uh, 1977, and it is honestly a clip show of just a bunch of different uh cartoons yes that's accurate that they have edited and trimmed and even added voiceovers to make fit the overall story here is bugs bunny while trick-or-treating uh meets a witch and the witch thinks he's a witch and now now they're trying to figure out which witch is which (laughs) um oh i can talk all night like horribly and then i just nail that perfect god i'm good um, so just so y'all know how many, uh, cartoons are trimmed and fit into this, uh, 24 minute long, uh, cartoon, 
We have a haunting we will go, broomstick bunny, hide and hair, hide and go tweet, um, extra hide and hair, uh, a witch's tangled hair, uh, more a haunting we will go, claws for alarm, and scaredy cat, Transylvania uh, 6500, bewitched bunny. All of those are crammed into here. Uh, in fact, two of those shorts even get reused for my favorite thing to ever come out of Looney Tunes, and that's Daffy Duck's Quackbusters. You um, know what's funny is I actually noticed that as a kid. I watched a lot of fucking Looney Tunes. And so when these specials would come out, I realized that they were just basically clip shows put together. And they don't, they're not very coherent in this. <laughs> all the way through. Oh, uh, no, they kind of jump around a lot. Around like crazy. Uh, but the ones that stand out is, is I actually remember watching this Halloween special as a kid. And then there's the other one that kind of makes fun of Fantasy Island, where Bugs Bunny or whoever has a wishing well. And uh, every person who makes a wish just takes you to a previously aired Looney Tunes cartoon. And it's, yeah, a lot of yeah. their specials do that. So what was y'all's favorite uh, uh, skit that was in here? Uh, Jay, what was your favorite one? Uh, my favorite is the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde one, where he's leading uh, Dr. Jekyll around by the hand. He's like, oh, there's this guy with the big green eyes and the scary face, and he kind of walks like this, and then he turns into him while he's walking around by the hand. That's always cracked me up. All right. Uh, Kenneth, what was your favorite? Out of the shorts? Yeah. It was probably, I, I really like the ones where damn uh, uh, Sylvester scared to death the scaredy cat ones. Oh, yeah. Really? I was actually saying the one with him and Porky Pig is my favorite. I actually do like the extended one that's in um, Quackbusters. Yeah, I need to go but back and watch Quackbusters. But... There's a scene in this one that's not in the Quackbusters one. When um, uh, the bed gets thrown out and lands on the pole. Mm-hmm. And then it's thrown back in. That's not in Quackbusters. That's actually in the in the original cartoon. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird for me. But it has my favorite thing in the world. And that's mooses with nooses, baby. <laughs> I want to make a shirt that has the moose with the noose coming out of his mouth. That Oh, that should be the next Kill the Cat shirt. Kill the Cat <laughs> presents mooses with nooses. That would be I'm funny. down. That sounds I, good. Fuck it, I'm making this happening somehow. I don't. I, I will find someone to make this for us. Um, but yeah. So, uh, I also I do like the way. Uh, I'm not a big Tweety fan, but I do like Monster Tweety. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, also, have any of y'all been to a, a witch's union meeting? What? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen one. It was at the end of the witch. Really? That joke went nowhere? Yeah. Oh. Ha. I get it. Wow, I'm just going to retire. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious when I wrote it down. God. I also like uh, Green Werewolf Bugs Bunny. That was fucking dope. Um, yeah, that was cool. Okay. Seriously, I guess... though. Go ahead. I, 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 I do have one question. Why is almost, like... 80% of Looney Tunes cartoons about eating someone. Because they're all animals, and that's what animals do. Yeah. I mean, because 
fuck, man. I was thinking about it while watching this. I'm like, man, everything in Looney Tunes is literally just about eating someone. Mm-hmm. Which makes it the creepiest of them all. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, did y'all ever notice any parts in there where you could tell where they like overdubbed it? Like in the Porky one, uh, I could tell when they overdubbed it with Daffy saying no, no, no. And st- when it was Porky Pig speaking. And they also had one where it was Bugs when uh, Porky Pig yelled get out and it was clearly Bugs Bunny's voice. I did not notice that actually. The one the at the end of um, the da, 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 where you see um, uh, bugs versus the vampire. No, where you see well, yeah, no. That was when funny. Bu- when bugs and the fucking um, and the and the, when the witch turns into the to the hot little rabbit and he's walking off, there there's completely a whole new thing that bugs says right there. Then at the end of the original short. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's there's shit like that all in it. That's the reason why this was my least favorite because there were instances where shit was linked together and they did a horrible job linking it together. I agree. Honestly, if you want to watch a much better spooky Looney Tunes collection, watch Daffy Duck's Quackbusters because it does a much, much better job of linking them all up because it it's, it's Daffy sending Bugs and Porky on missions to check out haunted stuff. It just works. Or just watch all the clips individually. You could, but the wraparound at Quackbusters is fucking great. I agree. Yeah. And see, them, you know, I've seen all of these cartoons so many times that, you know, it's it's difficult. Like when you can see the different obvious difference in the animation style, or you know, like uh, when um, at the end of the one you were talking about, where fucking Bugs versus the Vampire, like. There's a there's a, a sequence where you don't understand why Bugs is in an umpire costume. Yeah, and also they overdubbed the vampire, which has a really cool voice in the original, with yep. the witch's voice. Yep, and then at the end of that one, right after when when he like starts uh, saying the words and he turns her back into the witch. For this, it was back into the witch, but in the original, it was just turning her, turning the vampire into the witch. And he's just like, he says after that, oh, I can do better than that. And then he turns him into something else. I can't remember in the original cartoon. But I've seen him so many times that it's like, you know, it's, uh, oh, I remember what he turned. He, he, he ended up turning him after he turned him into the witch in the original short. He turned him into the uh, two-headed vulture. And then the girl two-headed vulture from that cartoon started chasing after the vampire that got turned into the two-headed vulture. Yeah, and you can see like the whole version of that in Daffy Duck's Quackbusters. Which was really, really good. Yes. that's That was my whole thing while watching this, is it just made me go, I should be watching Daffy Duck's Quackbusters the entire time. I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but it was a, it was just a mess. Yeah, def- the editing is definitely a mess. I'll agree like, with that. I just love Looney Tunes so much. That's a big part of my childhood. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I honestly would probably say I enjoyed this more than the Simpsons episode. Um, maybe not as much as the Garfield one. The Garfield one just edges it out a tiny bit. But I think the reason I am so kind of high on this one is because it has those two segments that are in quackbusters and it makes me think of quackbusters so i'm kind of unfairly 
bumping it up when I probably shouldn't have. I don't know if you remember, maybe Kenneth does, but there used to be, I want to say it was Welch's uh, jelly that would come in little glass vials uh, that had Looney Tunes printed on them. And I used to make my mom buy that just because when we were done with it, I could use it as a Looney Tunes cup. Yeah, I remember that. Kenneth and I were talking the other day about the 90s uh, gangster-ass fucking urban streetwear Bugs Bunny in Tasmania. I hate that shit. I hate it so much. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I absolutely hate it. It's fucking awful. So, yeah. uh, Yeah, unfortunately, the Bugs Bunny Halloween, not as good as it really could have been. It's, Y'all remember a, when Taz was really possible, really popular, like when he was fucking everywhere, Taz by himself? Yeah, yeah and I never got it because, like, t- I never got the appeal of Taz. I really did like this, the games for the Sega Genesis, uh, Tasmania, and then uh, Taz Escape from Mars. But those are, like, the only things I've ever really dug from Taz. I didn't like the 90s cartoon show they did for him. No, I Tasmania d- wasn't very good. Yeah, and I didn't really care. I don't even really care for original Taz cartoons that much. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of them either. There's a couple of them that I really like. Like uh, the one where uh, Bugs Bunny is like the doctor (laughs) inside the little hut or whatever, and he gets Taz to come in there. That one's pretty fucking funny. But uh, the rest of them I'm I'm not really a big fan of. I think my favorite... Uh, Looney Tunes character is probably Daffy. Uh, I I don't have a favorite one. Yeah, Daffy's yeah. Daffy's got to be my favorite. Huh. But yeah, so that's that's the Halloween special. Um, it's kind of easy for us to go through these really quick because unlike a, a movie, there's not a lot of lessons for us to learn. It's literally <laughs> just talking about what we think is cool and not cool. So, with that being said, um, Merry fucking Christmas, uh, or whatever the fuck you celebrate. I don't care. I don't um, think you're going to hear from us again until, what, January? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is it for us for December. We are taking the rest of December off, which, on, honestly, for us, it's just two, three weeks. Uh, y'all will yeah. get this the week of Christmas. Um, but we're recording a little We're recording it. Before that, obviously. Uh, so we have like, because I mean, we still have like two weeks before Christmas at the, at the point of recording this, and we're not recording either one of those weekends. Uh, nope. So we are we we're gonna take off. We hope y'all have a fucking good Christmas. We will see y'all in the fucking New Year with more horror coliseum. Gotta uh, finish I, it out. We we're close. We we've got we um. Close. Three horror coliseums left for uh, the Freddy vs. Jason. And two and of for the actual format, f- isn't it? Ain't we reformatting horror coliseum after this? Yes, and yes. the show in general, as we discussed last episode. Af- mm-hmm. uh, after uh, we finish the Freddy vs. Jason, uh, we will be uh, changing the categories some, combining some stuff, tightening up some stuff. It'll still be 15 categories. Um it's just some of them just we started realizing they're too close. Special effects, kills, and gore need to come together. Uh, rewatchability and entertainment need to come together. Um, come and so we're together. 
right now. There you go. Over on me. On my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that song about Bukaki? I don't think so. Are you sure? Come together right now all over me. Mm, that sounds you, like you know someone right. saying Bukaki. It is about Bukaki. It's been determined. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, I will tweet the Rolling Stones and ask them right now. Good. They should give us an answer. They're not doing anything anymore. They're on tour this year. Yeah. This upcoming year. Oh. Well, I'm sure it's not really them. It's got to be like <laughs> robots or holograms or puppets like that in sync music video. Themselves that are completely animating those bodies. <laughs> there's no soul. There's no nothing in there. <laughs> we've got <laughs> drugs. We've got cocaine on drums and acid on guitar. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And then, no, you, the Heron, don't forget the Heron. The Heron's on bass. Yeah, so it's like, that's all that's on stage when you see them these days. Who's that's on like, keyboard? I, Fuck, I don't know. Is PCP available? Yeah, that's like Ozzy Osbourne's on his Fail Real Tour now. And we were talking about it earlier, me and a buddy of mine, and I'm like, how is that motherfucker still standing? He can get up on stage and he can sing, but he can't fucking talk. Nope, he can't talk. It's the power of being a singer. I mean, the and he reads all his lyrics from a teleprompter. I don't know about that. I know that for a fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> he reads all his lyrics from a teleprompter. He cannot fucking remember them. But how does he sing them so good then? Hey, man, he's been doing it for what? Fucking 50 years? Some people are really good at karaoke. I mean, he just turned 70. <laughs> it's true. He just turned 70, and he's been doing this shit, like I said, for 50 years. So I imagine he remembers the tones and everything. Yeah, but I can't remember the words. Oh, I mean, that's shit. true. I can hum songs. I can hum how the lyrics go and not know what the fucking lyrics are. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're alone now. <laughs> the beating of my dick is the only sound. Of course, she can't hear it because of chloroform, but still. Um, I'm just kidding. I would never chloroform a dead body. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's waste of chloroform. Yeah, I'm trying to get Kenneth's fucking Christmas present ready. Sweet, I'm all excited. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, guys, in uh 2018, we will be back. Uh, we will continue Horror Coliseum. We will uh, continue with um uh an episode where it's basically it'll be kind of like our uh last armadillo on the side of the road episode where me and Kenneth just talked a bunch of shit, except a bit more formatted. Um. And then, of course, we will also uh, be making uh, Jay watch another Universal yes. horror movie. And something I'm I would like to do in uh, 2019 is uh, I would like to tackle uh, some Hammer horror. Okay, I'm down with that. I like good, good, good old Christopher Lee movie. Yeah, I would really like to do that. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say. The cartoons were fucking fun. This was just a fun, easy episode. Uh, our Christmas episode, while different, is just very fun and easy for us. It yeah. is kind of just a time for us to kind of look at something horror-related that's not in horror, if you know what I'm saying. It's Halloween time and Christmas yes. for us, Halloween not you. Yeah. halloween events. So maybe in July we'll do we'll do Christmas for July and we'll uh, do Santa Sleigh and uh, Krampus. Fucking, uh, Krampus. Yes, 
I'm going to go watch one of those two right now. I actually just signed up for Shudder. So I'm going to throw on Better Watch Out. Just a yes. Oh, my God, yes. So are you good. Well, here's the thing. Make sure you are awake enough to watch it and pay attention. Yes, also God. true. It is not a movie that, that you want to fall asleep through and have to try to start watching where you left off. Okay, never mind. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yes. As much as I want you to watch it immediately... I'm going to say no. It's Unlike your disrespect for Scooby-Doo, you need to give this movie your full attention. I mean, I don't no ha- no hand on your penis. No hand on... Damn it, really? Yeah, no hand on I your penis. I can't grab my dick? Nope. Not until at least nope. midway no through. No penis grabbing. <laughs> um, and you, uh, it's also one of those movies where you don't have to watch all the way through the credits, but there is this like mid-credit scene you have to watch yeah so make so sure you watch that um right. and it's fucking excellent and then you can go listen to uh my guest spot on who will survive horror podcast where i talk about it yeah well i'm probably just gonna go back to watching the great british baking show <laughs> uh, i'm, I'm dead ass serious that's what i've been watching for the past couple of days the great british baking show yeah it's on netflix I do like baking shows. It's one of those. It's one of those competition shows, you know, kind of like what's on Food Network, except for it's in uh, it's in Britain, and uh, they they got like it's out on one of these places that look like you know one of those rich fucking royalty type places, um, and they've got a tent set up with a bunch of fucking um, ovens and stuff in it, and all the stuff that you need, and they do like a basically a bake off for a season. All right, fair enough. Uh, I was watching the Goldbergs before this, so I, might go- I was working for twelve hours. I fucking love it, uh, but I might go back to uh, reading John Dies at the end because I'm reading that for the Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror Book Club. That's a good movie. Yep, the book is is pretty good. Also, I had a pretty out. good idea for a short story when I was in the shower today. Yeah, do you want to share it or do you want to save it? I'll share it with you. Well, we all. Uh, oh, off, yeah, when we get off this. Yeah, un, okay. un, un, unrecorded. Off the okay. record. Uh, well, with that being said, then I guess we will get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening to Kill the Cast. Thank you for being in our Facebook group or commenting on our YouTube channel, uh, liking our posts, just talking with us, hanging out, supporting fucking horror podcasting, supporting the weird random choices we make. Yeah. Um, and all that fucking jazz. We are out of here. We will see you next time. Uh, see you, Space Cowboy. <laughs>